Good morning. Welcome to Kingdom Living Podcast. This is Cassandra Washington, and I'm so glad and pleased that you have tuned in today and joined me today. I hope you had a prosperous, wonderful weekend and that you are excited about getting your week started. So today I want to share with you some teachings on kingdom living. Uh, These teachings are about how to bring the kingdom of God into the earth, into our everyday living. And when we say the kingdom of God, we're just simply saying the, the ways of God, the principles of God that we incorporate into our everyday living. And kingdom living is abundant living. It is the most effective and productive way to get fulfillment of life. And so when we say kingdom, when you think about a kingdom, you think about a leader a ruler with followers or constituents. So that's the way it is with those of us who are Christians or believers in God. God is the ruler and we are the constituents. We are the followers, the believers. We are his kings and priests in the earth. And so today I want to talk about that because for me, kingdom living is the foundation and the way of life for a believer or a Christian. And so when we accept Christ, when we come into relationship with God, then we have to learn how to live kingdom ways, kingdom principles. And so I want to share with you some uh, information and, and talk to you about that on today. So how do we enter into the kingdom of God? Well, the kingdom of God is built upon a relationship with the king. It is built upon a a union with God. And so the way to do that is accept Jesus Christ. He is the passage or the way or door into this kingdom. And so when you accept Christ, then you become in relationship with the king. You become a member of or a part of his kingdom. And so I want to share with you um, how do we do that? How do we uh, get our minds wrapped around to this new way of living, this new way of being, this fulfilling and prosperous life? Now, when Jesus was on earth, he did a lot of things that were new and that were, were different to uh, the Jewish people. They knew that a king would come, but they had this idea that he was going to come and set up a kingdom, a secular kingdom in the earth. And so when Jesus came and he was doing all these things, performing all of these miracles and uh, teaching about love and teaching about accepting him, this was foreign to them because they were still practicing and teaching the laws of Moses. And so they believe that in order to be a part of uh, the kingdom of God or to be God's God's favor and to be in relationship with him, they still had to practice all these old rituals and and traditions and laws that were taught taught by Moses. But Jesus told them that you must come through me in order to get to God. I am the way. I am the door. So if you want to get to God, then you have to accept me. You have to come through me. And there was a ruler, a Pharisee, who heard the teachings of Jesus, and he was intrigued by it. So he decided that he was going to go 
to Jesus in private to ask questions and to get understanding. And his name is Nicodemus. And you can read about him in the third chapter of John. So Nicodemus was intrigued by the miracles that Jesus was doing. He was intrigued and uh, fascinated by the teachings of Jesus. So he went to him in private. The Bible said he, he came to Jesus by night at nighttime. And he asked him, he said, I, I, I know the things that you are saying are true. And no person can do these miracles, do these works that you're doing unless they're sent by God. And he said, so how can I become a part of this kingdom? Well, Jesus told him, you got to be born again. And Nicodemus said, what? Born again? Can a person who is old go back into his mother's womb and, and be born again? And Jesus told him, now you are a teacher, a ruler, a Pharisee of the law. You mean you don't know how to become, to get in relationship with God? He said, you got to be born again. You got to be born through the water and the Holy Spirit. Well, what was Jesus saying to him? He was saying that your old way of doing things, the way that you think has to be changed and you must be deprogrammed and be reprogrammed to the ways of God and you have to be born of the water and of the spirit. Well, what does that mean? Well, there's a scripture in Ephesians 5 and 26 said that you are cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. So Jesus was telling him that your thinking has to be changed. You have to change the way that you see things. You have to change your perspective, which is not being accepted by God through a bunch of traditions and rituals, but by believing and accepting me and allowing me to wash away all those old ideals and philosophies and the and those things that you lived by previously and before. And how is that done? That's through the washing of the word. So you have to have me and we know that Jesus often said that I am I am the word in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. So you have to have me. And when you receive me and accept me, then not only will you change outwardly, but you will change inwardly. So Jesus was letting this Pharisee, this, this ruler, this leader know that if you're going to enter the kingdom of God, then you're going to have to change. You're going to have to let go of your old of your old beliefs and philosophies and take on my ways. And that's what the kingdom of God is. It is simply the ways and principles of God exercised in the earth through you. The kingdom of God is not something that you have to go somewhere and get and uh rant and rave and chant until it falls down. No, it's in you. The kingdom of God is in you. It is manifested in you in the earth every day as you live out the principles and actions and ways of God. So we are to follow the ways of God. And the only way that you can know the ways of God is that you have to study the word. And we've talked about this before. You cannot know the ways of God and the principles of God unless you study who he is, unless you study the word. And Jesus said, 
My ways are easy. It is not burdensome. But trying to live your life and be in relationship with God based on the traditions that men teach you, based on rituals. And what are some of those? What what do I mean by that? Well, I can share with you my own experience. I grew up in in a Pentecostal church. And we were taught a lot of traditions but that man interpreted in the Bible to say that in order to get the favor and, and the blessings of God, there were certain things that you had to do. For instance, you couldn't wear pants. You, women couldn't wear pants. They had to wear dresses. Women couldn't wear makeup. Uh, you couldn't go to the movies. If you did these things, they considered these things to be world, quote, worldly. And these things will keep you from getting God's favor or being in relationship with God. Well, these things were were really just the interpretations of men who really didn't have a good understanding of some of, of the scriptures and teachings of God. And so they told us that we had to do these things in order to be in favor and in relationship with God. Well, these things were not true. Now, mind you, they had good intentions because you know, they, they their, in their mind was, you have to be separated from the world. You got to be born again. But being born again did not entail what you wore or uh, how you looked. And for back in Jesus's day, it was the same thing because the Pharisees and the Sadducees, these religious leaders, these church leaders, these, these teachers of the word could not, had a problem with how Jesus looked who, where he came from, because he was from Galilee, because he was a a carpenter's son, or because he didn't do things the way that they did it, they didn't want to receive him. And for many of them, they were, could not enter into the kingdom of God because they could not get over their own ideals and what they thought being a, a follower of God looked like. And many times Jesus criticized them because of their actions and because of their beliefs. And many did not receive him because they couldn't get past that. But Nicodemus, if you will continue to read the book of John, he finally did. When Jesus was crucified and buried, Nicodemus was one of the ones who helped carry Jesus' body to be uh, prepared and buried. And he stood up for Jesus when the Pharisees would criticize him and try to ostracize him and try to kill him. He eventually, he stood up for Jesus and said, you don't convict an innocent man. And he endured persecution from his own peers because he went against their traditions and their religion. And so Jesus said, you be careful about following the traditions and religion of men. He said, because it's, it's, it's burdensome and they can't even um, carry or fulfill these, uh, these teachings themselves that they're trying to put on you. And so I want to encourage you today to get in the word and understand it. Don't just take somebody's uh, uh, teachings for yourself. Read it. For many years, a lot of things, the reason that I was able to break away from a lot of religion and tradition was because I decided, I just did decided that I'm no longer going to take, take your interpretation of it just because you have a position or a, a, a title. 
I'm going to read it and get an understanding for myself. And it was through my reading and getting understanding for myself, I was able to, I, I got rid of a lot of traditions and rituals that were placed upon us. And I decided that I was going to do what the word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. I began to study to see how did God say I should conduct myself or make decisions when it comes to come, comes to money? What did God say when it comes to making decisions or doing things when it comes to marriage? What did God say when it comes to how I treat my body and how I interact with, with other people? So we have to understand the principles and ways of God, and you can only do that by reading, by studying, and, and praying and talking to God and getting to know him for yourself. And so religion is not bad. But you just have to understand what religion is. In James 1 and 1 and 1, uh, verse 27, James said that there is something called pure religion. Pure religion and undefiled or uncon- uh, not contaminated before God and the Father is this is that you visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and you keep yourself unspotted from the word. The Living Translation said, the Christian who is pure and without fault. From God, the Father's point of view, is the one who takes care of orphans and widows and who remains true to the Lord, not spoiled and dirtied by his context with the world. So in the kingdom of God, you do have pure religion. You have religion, things that you practice, things that you do. And those things, James said, are are those things that you do to follow that's motivated by love and the betterment of other people, the prosperity of other people. Take care of people who don't have children, who don't have mothers or fathers, who don't have anyone to look after them, the widows who don't have any family whose husband has died and don't have any children or don't have anyone to help them. These are the things that we should do. We should let our practices and rituals and traditions be that of love and helping people and doing things to make life better for others and to remain unspotted from the world. Well, what is the world here? Here the world refers to the systems in this secular life, in this secular world. A system is comprised of processes, rules, and procedures of doing things. So in this world, we as believers and in the kingdom of God, you cannot live here separated or without becoming involved in the world or in these systems. But we are not to take on the values and procedures of of these systems when it comes to oppressing people or mistreating people. We are to remain unspotted from that. We are to, are to keep ourselves from being soiled or contaminated or infiltrated by um, unlawful or, or terrible practices that may harm us or harm somewhere else, someone else. For example, you have a job. You go to a job every day. And, of course, there's something in this world that we do. We go to, we go to work. 
But when you when you see practices where people are uh, lied on or mistreated or people do conniving or evil things in order to progress or to get a to uh, get a raise or grow or be promoted, then we are not to take on those values and, and principles. We are not to take on those processes. Those are, are parts of the system. Those are ways of the world. So we are not to allow ourselves to be contaminated by the way the world does things, but we are to be a light. We are to set an example. We are to be forerunners. We are to be out in the forefront to show the ways of the kingdom in the right way to accomplish a promotion, the right way in order uh, to get a raise. So that's what the that's what James was saying here that we ought to have practices and principles that we do every day, but it ought to be motivated by love. It ought to, ought to be motivated by making our, our brother or sister better. And isn't that also what Jesus said? He said that when we love God, whatever we do should glorify God and cause us to love people. And when you do those things, then you exemplify the kingdom of God, and you show that you are a believer in Christ. So it's not just uh, uh, outward outward doings because religion, that's what religion, basically, that's as, as far as it goes, outward things. But Jesus wanted us as, as kingdom builders and kingdom people to not just let it be outward actions, but also let our actions be motivated from love, from our heart, matters of our heart. So I want to encourage you to become a part of the kingdom of God. If you aren't in the kingdom of God, you're missing out on a wonderful, abundant, great life. So I want you to to think about that. Even those who are in the kingdom of God, think about that, who you are, Every day when you're getting up, you got to realize that you are a king's child. You are a part of the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm not talking about an organization. I'm talking about a way of living, a relationship with the true king, the true and living God, with Jesus Christ, and being led by his spirit, the Holy Spirit, who is the mind of God. So I want to encourage you to let your life be a life of kingdom living, guided and directed by the ways and the principles of God and be a mighty force in this earth for him to be a light and let other people see so that they will also say, I want to be a, I want to be a part of the kingdom. I want to be a follower of Christ. I want God to be the Lord and ruler of my life. And I promise you, you would not regret it. And you will see things may come. You may have troubles and and problems. But when you handle them the way that he says, when you apply his word and his principles, you will see how much joy and enrichment and fulfillment you will get out of life. That's the time, all the time I have today. And thank you again for listening. Have a wonderful week and a prosperous, prosperous day.